If you like betting on golf But everyone that you back misses the cut Get some experts involved With all the stats and the tips and so much more Cause it's the golf betting system The golf betting system is the golf betting system Greetings and welcome to the Golf Betting System Podcast 227. This is our 2022 Made in Himalayan Tips podcast. Paul Williams and Barry O'Hanrahan join me, Steve Bamford, to discuss our selections for this week's DP World Tour action. Good morning, gents. Morning, guys. Morning, guys. Please subscribe to this podcast as you drive the popularity of the show. This podcast is for listeners of 18 and above. Please be gamble aware. You can visit begambleaware.org for more info. And of course, please bet responsibly. Visit our world famous golf betting system website with our in depth betting previews. Paul has pulled together a preview for the Made in Himalayan. Tournament strokes gained analysis that is available for the Made in Himalayan. Tournament form stats. We've got form charts including combined course and current form. The DP World Tour predictive optimizer. All of these features, like this podcast, are completely free of charge. There is no Paywall. We're available on Twitter. Barry is at a good talk golf. Paul is at golf betting. I am at Bamford Golf. Subscribe to the Steve Bamford Golf YouTube channel where this podcast is available, along with the weekly golf betting show. Okay, you guys, as listeners, power this podcast, so we need your five star reviews on Apple Podcasts. As ever, for those of you who leave a review, I will read them out at the start of a future show. Leave your name and where you are in the review. Now, this is a, this is a long one. I will cut it slightly short. Um, it's from Mark Orienda, and he is in California, the Golden State. Enjoyable and accurate mix of analytics and humour. Five stars. Phenomenal analytics. In brackets, player, weather, course history, grass, agronomy, etc. Delivered in an incredibly enjoyable, listenable format. An added plus is the articulate delivery of the three hosts. The guys have been a big help in increasing my return on investment on golf bets. I usually listen to the show with headphones while doing housework or yard work. For the remainder of the day, I'm singing the Golf Betting System podcast theme song. Inevitably, inevitably my wife yells, stop singing that song. <laughs> so last week, chaps, we were we were in the relationship saving business, and now this particular individual, as in Mark, is going around his garden constantly singing the golf betting system for theme tune, annoying his Crea- wife, creating grief with his wife. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. Well, th- thanks for taking the time to to write that uh, lovely review, Mark. Much appreciated. Is that really our fault, or is it Sam Harrop's? Just, just posing Sam. a question. Blame Sam for creating such a catchy jingle. I love the way with these reviews as well that you can basically trans transpose yourself anywhere on the planet. So I think um, last week we were in Great Britain. We're in California. And then next week I can give you a sneak preview. We're in the Isle of Wight next week for our, our review. 
Very so good. You can basically, get yourself around the planet with our reviews for the Golf Betting System mm. podcast. You well, may have heard was- a. No- you might have heard a noise there. That was me mucking about with my phone. I do apologise because I was just checking out. We have got, boys, to the magical 250 five-star reviews on Spotify. So thank you to one and all who uh, pressed the five-star button on Spotify last week. It's much appreciated. Mm, very nice. Thanks. I wish Apple would do that in a way, but you wouldn't get these fantastic reviews. So in a way, I like it because you get... You get the raw number on Spotify, and you get uh, you get this fantastic feedback mechanism on Apple Podcasts. So it's all good. Mm. We've only got one tournament to talk through this week. Yep. Um, so let's let's chew a little bit of fat, shall we? I suppose we need to talk about the Tour Championship, even though Xander Schauffele was an idiot over the weekend. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm just looking at his numbers. Third for T to green. 21st out of a field of 29 for putting. Thanks, Ander. Ultimately, I think he actually got too close to the lead. He actually thought he could win, well, because he could. And all of a sudden, over the weekend, that free-flowing Eastlake, Mr. Eastlake form dissipated as he couldn't putt for Toffee. Uh, And Rory came through. Fair play. Rory yeah. McIlroy, 21 under par. Don't forget last week we were saying anything 13, 14 under par. <clears throat> tended to be the winning score around there. Yep. Um, I think he shot, is it 17 I under? I have it here, yeah. yeah. Rory was 17, Sungjae was 17. 16, Max yeah. Homa was 15, JT 14, Tom Hoagie 13 was the top five. Xander was 12. Yeah, alongside Sepp Stracker, I'd backed uh, with five places and uh, he finished tied sixth, which is a typical kind of position, really. So, it? as usual, excuse me, listeners, the Tour Championship was an absolute shower of shit when it came down to uh, to our selections, which was good. Mm. I don't think I've ever had a winner of the Tour Championship in 13 years now. That's... And that's with a field of 29 this year and 30 usually. It's a tough one, isn't it? I mean, given given Rory started with a treble as well, for him to come through and uh, and, and win it at the end there was uh, was pretty impressive stuff. And, and especially seeing Scotty Scheffler uh, just start to disintegrate, which he didn't really expect when he opened up such a commanding lead earlier on. But yeah, that's the way it goes, isn't it? Sorry, my, Barry, you saying something? No, I was just saying my massive fail of the week was actually saying to you guys in the thread that uh, after Rory's triple was the perfect time to back him. So I literally yeah. told myself what to do and then I didn't back him. So I felt mm. like a genius all week, all Sunday when uh, he was hunting him down. Mm. Um, Would have got some nice odds in that. He was really good. I, I expected yep. Sunday to be so boring. I really did. I had, I had very low expectations with the, the six-shot lead that Scheffler had, but um, it was a really entertaining watch. Yep. Yep, yep. Hunted him down and uh, and got the job done. Very, great golf very course, impressive. great golf course, Eastlake. But I noticed it's becoming. I mean, it had clearly rained a hell of a lot. It just kept raining, didn't it? But that didn't help the course in terms of being able to offer up some defence. Mm. But but when I looked yesterday, because this is how anally retentive I am, it was one of now for, you know, last week's golf. There was some of the. Uh, let me just pull up the number. It was, it was something incredible. It's a number you don't expect to see in terms of course difficulty with Eastlake. It was the 44th 
of 50 courses last season for its difficulty, i.e. one, two, three, seventh easiest. And it's and it's lining itself around courses like La Quinta, where they play one round at the Amex, mm. TPC Summerlin, where they play the Shriners, and Country Club of Jackson, where they play the Sanderson Farms. That's what it's surrounded by. Now, normally Eastlake used to be a, like a major venue in terms of its difficulty. It'd be way over par. Yep. So clearly, it was inundated with rain. It was soft as sin. It was Rory McIlroy territory, JT territory. Um, but even last year, it, it, the greens were releasing last year, and it was still relatively. I, I don't know if they've made the, the rough slightly easier, or that they've done something to materially change that golf course slightly. It's nowhere near as difficult as it was. Whether that's a PGA to a dictat, i.e., we want birdies, 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 which tends to be the way. Well, yeah, in- yeah. You, you can kind of see that, can't you? That they'd want some excitement coming, coming mm. down the stretch on the Sunday, um, which clearly we got um, on, uh, on on this year. But yeah, historically, it's kind of been one of those courses where if you're getting to double digits under par for the week, then you're you know, oh, yeah. with a great chance of being top of that leaderboard. That's what we said. Went straight straight sixty sevens usually. Yeah. You know, Twelve under, you're you're right at the summit. And I, oh. I know a lot of it was turf. It was it was pure pure turf and the softness of the course this year. Just for reference, for people that might be interested, the easiest golf course last season, Plantation Kapalua. That played. This is laughable. Four. 0.79 strokes under par for the field. <laughs> this is when they were, getting, they were getting to like 33 under par or whatever the number Yeah, Cam Smith won at 33, didn't he? Or 34? Mm, yeah. Mad. That's crazy. Uh, the Summit Club was the second easiest. That's the one where McElroy won from Colin Morikawa, who I was on that particular week. That was the one in Las Vegas. Um, also, just for the records... I know people like this. They, they feed back and tell me. That win for Rory was his seventh PGA Tour victory on Bermuda Grass Greens. That takes him one ahead of Justin Thomas. So McElroy on seven, JT on six, Jordan Spieth on five, followed by Billy Horschel on four. And then the likes of Sam Burns, clearly likes the Bermuda, Xander, Scotty, and Cam Smith. I suppose I shouldn't be saying Cam Smith anymore. Um, with three PGA Tour victories on Bermuda. There you go. Mm. I, I think Roy's an interesting player. I think this year, the, the fact that we've had this live situation uh, and the fact that he's kind of been a you know the predominant voice against live and for the PGA Tour, which is all great and fantastic. I think it's, I think it's motivated him. He wants to show that he's the best in the world at the moment, and he, he's kind of spearheading this fight back. Yeah, and I think that that was visible at the Tour Championship. It was visible at the Open. I think I think his performances in general since that Canadian Open victory have been more of the ilk of a vintage kind of Rory. Yeah. If yeah. that lasts and if that continues, you have to say that he's got to have a live chance if he can get the demons out of his head and how many times have we said that at Augusta next April you've, yeah, you know, playing, you've got to say that haven't you what would he give for Augusta to be in two weeks time yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Imagine if they played a November uh, Masters uh, like they did when DJ won. <laughs> nice and soft. Right up his street. I mean, you yeah, just I look just... at that. Le- you look at that leaderboard last week at Eastlake, and I know it's with strokes. On well, I don't. I won't quote it with strokes. Let's quote it without the strokes. Um, the amount of spreadsheets you have to have for one tournament is ridiculous. McElroy at seventeen under, Sung Jae Im at sixteen under. I mean, it just screams Augustus, doesn't it? It absolutely the the, the 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 carryover between East Lake and Augusta is frightening. McElroy won, Sung Jae Im second. Uh, you then had Max Homer in third, so that's that's a pointer for Homer. But if you go the other way, Scotty Scheffler was twenty under. I mean, clearly he won the Masters this year. And you had Xander in fourth place with the with the strokes weight ratings. He's finished second twice at Augusta. So that Augusta, Georgia to Atlanta, Georgia crossover is as plain as day. Very similar golf courses. Um, let's talk quickly about the DP World Tour last week at Crons. I saw George Clooney was there. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. George, George Clooney came, was there. Yeah, oh, well. Tristan Lawrence came out on top in the end, didn't he? Um, over Matt Wallace, which uh, I know you mentioned Wallace in the... Uh, in the in the show last week, where you get these players who kind of yeah. dive into these DP World Tour events and um, bring you know a little bit of uh, PGA Tour form with them, and uh, the, the drop down in level can see them contending. And you know Wallace will be disappointed not to have won that in the end, but Thriston just about hung on in the end, uh, overcoming him in the playoff. But yeah, from from my my team, um, nothing doing really. So. Uh, we move on to this week. Going back to Rory, interesting to see that he's playing uh, Wentworth next week. Um, that's mm. a really good field. But um, I'm sure I saw it. He'd also committed to the Italian Open as well. So going back to your point about him kind of spearheading and being the, the, the voice and the face of um, kind of non-live, I guess, um, for him to be coming back and supporting some of the more regular DP World Tour events as well is uh, is good from his perspective, I think. I think see. Fitzpatrick's playing the Italian Open as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah Fitz is playing Wentworth as well. Rahm's playing Wentworth next week, next week as well. So there's, uh, there's a really good field coming over. To uh, Have you seen a field list? Play. Yeah, yeah. There's, um, it's preliminary at the moment. But yeah, those three I said. So Rory, Rahm, Matt Fitz, uh, Hovland's playing. Uh, Billy Horschel's defending, of course. Lowry, Abe, Abe Anser's playing. Hatton, Fleetwood. Justin Rose is coming over. Uh, Sergio Garcia, there's really quite a, a strong field turning up at uh, in Surrey next week. So that should be good to see. That's a good segue into Liv, really. Because I, I see, I saw real Rory stating after his Eastlake victory that he's, he's um, it's leaving a sour taste in the mouth that he's going to have to be mixing it this week with, well, next week with Liv Tour, guys. Mm. Yeah, Fair comment, I suppose. But um, yeah, well, Patrick Reed's playing next week. Uh, Kevin Nars playing next week as well. There's, there's a, there's a few to, aren't they? They're having to fill their boots to get some to get some world ranking points. Yep. Have you heard anything about live and world ranking points? Is there any progress? Has it been declined? Nice. Have they not had the meeting? The, the only thing I heard. Anything. The only thing I heard is that once you make an application, it's about a year for it to be. Really? or go through. Okay. Now, that was sorry. Heard was <clears throat> read on Twitter. Um, so who knows how 
accurate and non-accurate that is, but you know, it certainly feels like everything is against Liv for getting the world ranking points. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe I wonder. I wonder will they compromise what they've set out and change it to seventy-two whole events? Well, whether that would do make the difference, I doubt it very much. Really, in isolation, but mm. if it's going to be sat on for twelve months, then uh, nothing's going to move, is it? There's probably going to be no um, no desire to expedite that process um, from, no. from the from a lot of people. So. Yeah, we shall see. It will rumble on. It will continue to rumble on. The thing is, if they do get a few more, let's say in there, if they get a few in their prime players, and let's say the rumors are true, and Smith and Neiman go, um, yep, you start to get fields that should be ranked for the sake of having very accurate world ranking points. So, if there's a field of very good golfers playing against each other that should be ranked in terms of, you know, who's the best in the world. Mm. You know, so for the veracity of the world rankings, you know, if Liv gets to a tournament structure that's, you know, fits in with what it should be, the rankings mm. should be done. Yeah. Otherwise, your world rankings, like what merit do they carry? Like, what, well, what, yeah, what weight do they carry? Yeah, and you'll start to find players in the lesser tours who are cre- creeping up quite quickly in the the world rankings who frankly don't deserve to be in the position that they're in. They'll be getting access to events and uh, to majors that they ordinarily shouldn't be getting access to. And uh, yeah, it's, it creates a bit of a fallacy of the whole process. Uh, well, we'll see. As I say, it will rumble on and uh, I'm sure the lawyers will be uh, sharpening their pencils, as it were. So we think Cam Smith, although it's pretty much a done deal, that's known, isn't it? They they were due to be announcing their player acquisitions yesterday, I believe, and that got postponed. There's now a huge rumour that Neiman signed. Is that correct? Uh, As again, of Twitter last night, it's it's doing the rounds. I, I think the telling point is that they've got an event this week, and there's no field confirmed for it. As of Tuesday morning over here in the UK, so um, that would suggest that there are one or two names that are uh, pending. And are going to be added. Um, if, of course, if you're trying to bet on that event, then there's no market out there, um, no no analysis, no previews from anyone who's covering that event yeah. at the moment. So it's all a bit uh, all a bit up in the air. I think that's the best feedback as well. We're getting lots and lots of inquiries about why don't you cover live golf at Golf Betting System, and it's like, well, because we'd be cut in the same situation as we are this week, where there isn't even a field. And we're on Tuesday morning over here in the UK, and the event starts Friday in the States. There isn't, a, you can't even bet on it. There, there are no markets. That's kind of why we don't cover live golf at the moment because nothing's established. Mm. And there's no strokes gain data either, is there? It's basic, basic traditional stats. Yeah. So you couldn't, we couldn't give it our usual golf betting full suite of coverage. Until that settles down, I think it's a situation you just have to keep. You have to keep um, looking at it. It's an it's an interesting angle. Touching on what Barry said a few seconds ago, it makes you wonder if Liv at some point, as in maybe the start of next year, need to go to a seventy-two hole format from a world ranking perspective, because that takes one of the major arguments away. 
Yeah, well, you could argue that way. A lot of the Sunshine Tour events are uh, fifty-four holes, and they get ranking points. There's no, mm. there's no issue there. Um, you know, I think that's because they have a cut, though, isn't it? I yeah, think they do have the, a cut. The yeah. two key claims were they were fifty-four holes, and but there was no cut. So yeah, I think if they yeah. if they strike out both of those reasons that they're being held back, it seems to be making their path to getting ranked a, a bit uh, less cluttered. Mm. Yeah. Let's hope this. I don't know. It's difficult. What did you say off air, Barry, about your your problem with live golf? Well, I completely yeah. concur with it. By the way. So, in terms of like one of the things we're we would look for each week is the the an underlying motivation to win a tournament. So, a tournament win saw like. And you know solves a lot of problems, or you know gets you access, or gets you your status for a year or two, gets you into majors. But a win on the live tour just gets you a bigger check. Nothing else, not not as far as we're aware. So you know you've kind of lost that emotional motivation for a tour, a, you know, to win a tournament um, and get all the bells and whistles that go with it. You you just get a bigger check on live and. So now one of the metrics we're supposed to look at for a week if we're you know, previewing a live and picking a couple of bets is who's the most money hungry. Yeah. Yeah. I mean there was talk of there was talk of there being kind of promotion and relegation from the from the whole process at the end of their seasons, but again it is a lot of it's just hearsay and yeah. I don't know. I just struggle personally. I just struggle with it. Full stop. At the moment, it's um, it's not something I've look at. I, I've not had a bet on a live event at all personally, which um, is fairly unlike me from a golf betting perspective. But kind of kind of shows you the shows you where I am. It's difficult to get into. I must say. I had one bet on um, Deschambeau at New Jersey. That didn't end. That didn't end well. <laughs> managed to bring him down. <laughs> yeah, I brought yeah, I brought him down to his knees. Although I, I, you could actually see that that logic of New Jersey and performances in the past kind of did work on the basis. Henrik Stenson went on and won, didn't he? He had got a decent decent record. But I read I read a quote the other day from Wacky Neiman saying that um, oh he was he was staunchly PGA Tour. He wanted to mix it with the you know with these guys each and every week to compete against the very very best and that was at the tour championship and if that's changed within a couple of days and he's then jumped to live apparently they've they they have upped their player offering in terms of the amount they're paying them for this second tranche of players right i think but i think it, to me it makes no sense for a wacky neiman to actually jump because that's a player that's ultimately talented could go a long long way potentially win majors for him for him to go and join live is just a pure money grab really not that i'm saying it isn't with most of them so i'm surprised by neiman uh, cam smith uh, cam cam was going out to saudi wasn't he you could actually go through, you know, we could have sat there with a sheet of paper of players. You, you knew the guys that were going to be ultimately tempted because they were they were playing the Saudi event most years on the DP World Tour. Yeah, yeah. When Bubba's fit, it's obvious Bubba's going. Yeah. 
but it's getting to the stage now where I think the kind of sides are just going to be about drawn. You've got your, your PGA Tour roster that looks pretty solid from this point. They'll, they'll pick a couple, I expect, up. But the big, big names, I think, are solid PGA Tour golfers now. And that means that the live roster is going to be pretty solid because they can't take any more. No, no. There's people dropping off the bottom end. There's people coming back to the DP World Tour having played like the Laurie first Cantor event. Laurie and these kind of people. Yeah, there's guys who played the first event only and um, and, and that, that's been their lot by the looks of it. And, you know, they, they took their check. They've, t- they've paid their fine to the DP World Tour in, in some instances and um, move on. It does put the DP World Tour in an interesting position because it could it could be the it could become the tour where the the, the live guys focus their you know focus their efforts on on actually trying to get some OWGR points moving forward. Them at that and the Asian tour. Yeah, yeah, plenty more to uh, plenty more to come on this. I think you know for for tournaments like Abu Dhabi and the Dubai Desert Classic, all of a sudden you could be getting a lot of big big names that are live like you know live players actually playing in those fields. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Should we actually talk about some golf? Should we actually, yes. should we actually talk about the Made in Himalayan? Let's talk about the Made in Himalayan. Yeah, we go off to um, off to Denmark, returning to Denmark this week um, for this event. It's been around since what twenty fourteen. Was known then when when we started. It was the Made in Denmark, Made in Himalayan. Now, um, one of the same event, just been uh, just been rebranded, and it's been played here at the Himalayan Golf Resort and Spa every year except twenty eighteen. Um, so if you're looking at the stats, there's plenty of stats on the site this week. If you're looking at the stats, um, Matt Wallace's win in 2018 was on a different course. And uh, there was no event in 2020 because of because uh, of COVID, of course. Now, you've also, if you're going to do some deeper research into this, um, you can have a scout about. There are also some um, Nordic Golf League events and a Challenge Tour event that have been held on this course over the years as well. So um, if you're going to do a bit of digger, bigger bigger <laughs> deeper digging this week then uh, yeah there are some uh, sporadic bits of form you can have a dig into anyway um the field matt wallace leads the field this week 22 to 1 um from his playoff adversary last week thriston lawrence who beat him last week in the playoff 25 to 1 so those two from last week top or head the betting market this week adri arnaus is 28 to 1 showed little snippets of form last week Richard Mansell is playing something like his seventh or eighth consecutive week. He must be getting uh, must be getting pretty tired by now. Mansell twenty eight to one. Bob McIntyre twenty eight. Connor Syme thirty threes. Eddie Peppel thirty three to one. Uh, Rasmus Hogarth thirty fives. Alexander Bjork thirty five to one. Forty to one bar those players. Um, as ever, we've got a few uh, bookies going eight places each way. Boyle, Sports, Coral and Labrooks, again, um, fairly consistent over the last three or four weeks, those guys. Um, and those are all going eight places each way. And of course, as we've been saying for the last few weeks, Bet365 have their each way extra proposition. So you can select an eight places each way, one fifth option. There are up to 12 places available, depending how you want to cut your divisor when you're betting and um, there's a full description I've, I've written a little paragraph in my preview this week that goes through the bet 365 each way extra proposition so if you're interested in that have a look have a read 
um, and there's further information of course on the 365 site but uh, it's been uh, over the last few weeks and i know you've put a few up um, on your preview steve with uh, bet365 as have i um, every the week pricing, yeah. yeah the pricing's strong and um uh, you know, the eight places each way, one fifth market tends to be um, where mm. the best the value is from from my perception. Um, yeah. And uh, it'd be interesting to see if a few of the other bookies follow suit because um, the more competition we've got in this space, the better, I think. Anyway, yeah, so do check your prices, do check your each way terms before you place your bets this week. We're at the back tee course at Himland Golf and Resort. It's well, it's listed as a 6,686-yard par 71, so particularly short. Now, I've said this before when I've covered this, and I've probably said exactly the same thing last year. They can stretch it out to nearly 7,400 yards, but historically they haven't. Historically, they've played it sub-7,000 yards. And again, on the official site this week, on the European Tour site, as it's still classed as rather than the DP World Tour site, it's um, listed as 6,686. So unless they throw us the latest of curveballs, which um, isn't unexpected because they do do it from time to time, unless they throw us this late curveball, then we should expect a short course once again. Um, it's an exposed inland track. It's linksy in style, in my view. Needs a bit of a breeze here to keep the players honest, and I'm not entirely sure we're going to get that this week. Um, par five, 11th is the um, uh, is the longest hole, 645 yards. That's where a lot of the yardage of the course is made up, actually. Other than that, you've got five sub 400 yard par fours. You've also got on top of that a 269 yard par four. I mean, for these players, that's a long par three, really. Uh, so immensely scorable when the wind's down. Top quality, pure bent grass greens as well, which also encourages players to, to putt particularly well. So um, given the forecast, which when I'm looking at it right now, it's set fair for the four days, sunny spells, light winds. I mean, you're talking five, maybe up to 10 miles an hour, but nearer five for the majority of the event. 70 degrees Fahrenheit should be very pleasant, should be very, very scorable, I think. Um, it's not always been the case here. Um, we have seen some tougher events when the wind's blown, but I don't think we're going to get that this week. Um, just to put that into context, um, that statement, look, looking back, 2014, Mark Warren won here at nine under par. Uh, he was a 30 to one shot. So the, the wind did blow up from memory. That was kind of 20, 25 mile an hour winds that week. Um, so nine under par that week. David Horsey won at 13 under the following year. 80 to one he was. Thomas Peters, 17 under, uh, 12 to 1 shot in 2016. Julian Suri, 19 under. He was a 60 to 1 shot. He was playing most of his golf on the Challenge Tour at the time. Uh, popped up to the uh, European Tour as it was at the time. Shot 19 under, took his uh, took his title. Matt Wallace, 2018, as I've said earlier, that was played on a different course. So do consider that when you're looking at your stats. 2019, Bernd Wiesberger, 70 to 1. He shot 14 under. He um, defended effectively a, a year belatedly in 20, uh, 2021. Uh, he shot 21 under and was a 20 to 1 shot that week. So we're seeing winning scores ranging from 9 under all the way up to 21 under. I suspect it's going to be closer to the 20, 21 under kind of number that Wiesberger won at last year, given the given the placid forecast that I'm seeing. Now, we've got some stats for this. Um, we've got a little bit of strokes gained, but if you're looking at old stats, in old money, it was always putts per greens and regulation that was the key. 
Uh, Warren was third on that count. Horsey was 10th. Peters was second. Even Wiesberger, he was first and seventh for putts per greens in regulation um, when he won his two events here, which is really not um, Wiesberger's forte generally. And shows that some of the... You're looking at Wiesberger, you're looking at Peters. shows that some of those less proficient putters can excel on these particularly good bent grass greens. Now, we do have some strokes gain data for 2019 and 2021. Of course, Wiesberger won both of those events. So really, it's no surprise that the stats are quite similar. From a strokes gain perspective, he was second and third for strokes gain approach. He was third and first for strokes gain tee to green. So um, pretty typical Wiesberger stats there when he's playing well. Strokes gain approach, strokes gain tee to green, putt well enough on the week. And I think you can accumulate the kind of score that's going to put you in contention for this week I think other than that there's not much else to pick out because um, whereas last week we had this um, current form trend where well, I think I stated some of like eight of the previous 11 winners had come in off the back of a top 10 and again last week Thriston Lawrence he'd finished eighth the previous week and again that extends that stat Grand Sorcier for next year um, looking for players who are coming in off the back of a top 10 finish is not a bad place to start on that event when we come round to that next year. But if you look at the stats for this year, look at the incoming form of the winners, there's very little to pick out. Wiesberger last year, he didn't have a top 30 finish in any of his previous nine starts. Um, he was still just a 20 to 1 shot. That was probably more on reputation than the fact that he'd won the previous event than the fact that he was playing well. Yet, he still went and won last year. Um, I, I can imagine a lot. Of, I, I was nowhere near him on that basis. Twenty to one was a really poor price for a player that was seemingly out of form. Um, yet he went and won. The only player that you could really say out of that list that I read through who was in decent nick was Thomas Peters. He came in the back of a fourth and a second over his last two starts. Um, but again, twelve to one was the was the value there, or the, was the price there. So um, yeah, very little value in that respect. Um, not much course form to go on. You know, the, as I said, there is a smattering of um, additional stats that you can dig through, and a few of the players in this week's field have uh, played this Himalayan track on uh, various other tours. But um, uh, yeah, be all and end all isn't the uh, current form of course form, which often you find is uh, you know, it's one of the keys of, of, of golf punting for other other events. Anyway, I've back five. Um, the one I've stuck with near the top of the market uh, is Eddie Pepperell. And uh, I've backed Eddie a, a little bit recently. I took 30 to 1, eight places each way with the Bet365 each way extra. There's 33 to 1 available out there in a couple of places with less places if you prefer. But um, given the differential was so small, 30 to 1, eight places each way, good enough for me, I think. Eddie absolutely loves anything that's vaguely linksy. He was sick for the 2018 Open. He's got lots of Scottish and Irish Open form, hillside form, various bits and pieces of either pure links or links style or linksy kind of um, results in it, on his CV. Now, I was on him on uh, at, uh, at Fairmont, wasn't it, a few weeks back? Um, and that was pretty much for the same reasons, really. He did little wrong, didn't he? He closed with a 65, just ran into Sean Crocker, who made absolutely everything over the last few holes and... Uh, turned into a stone cold killer which um you wouldn't have uh, 
wouldn't have expected a Sean Crocker before he came up against one of my punts, but there you go. Um, lost by a single stroke in the end, Eddie. Um, disappointing, but he's playing some really good stuff. He was 20th the following week, 8th last time out of the Czech Masters. Now, the Czech Masters for him, that's a little bit on the long side. Um, he was striking the ball very nicely, though. 9th for strokes going approach, 16th for strokes going tee to green, 1st for driving accuracy, 7th for greens in regulation and old money on his last start on a course that was probably two or 300 yards um, too long for um, being perfect for Eddie. I think Himalayan suits him better. He was fourth here on debut back in 2014. Last year, he shot middle rounds of 67, 67, 67 on Thursday or Friday, Saturday. Mid-division finish overall, but he was playing um, nowhere near the golf that he is right now. And I think, for me, Eddie has got the best chance to date to get himself another win on the board. Um, so quite happy to go with Eddie at the top. Also quite happy to go with Nikolai Hogard. Now, I've backed him at, again, at Bet365, eight places each way, 45 to one. There is 50 to one available out there at the moment with six places. 60 to one on the exchange. I mean, these prices about Nikolai Hogard, and we've talked about either of the Hogards before on the pod, and when they reach a certain price, there's, there's a level that you've just got to look at the number and think I've got to take it and for me anything approaching 40 50 to 1 for these players when they're showing a level of form I, I just can't ignore it and I, I'm, I'm not going to ignore it this week I'm going to take or oh, I have taken Hogard now if you look at the, both of the twins they're both fairly inconsistent they both miss a few cuts but between them so far five wins on the DP World Tour um, both only 20, 21 years of age um, the cuts a massive time to come yet where they're going to accumulate an awful lot of events, I think, an awful, awful lot of titles. Now, between the two, I mean, Rasmus, 25 to 1 in places this week compared to Hogard who's, or Nikolai, who's, um, who's doubled the price in most, uh, or in a lot of places. Rasmus missed the second cut last week when defending his title at Crown Saucier. I can forgive him that. Um, but on the other hand, Nikolai, who I'm back in, um, shot 68, 68, 64. He was 12th going into Sunday. Close with a 71, so that was a little disappointing, but that was the best finish that he'd produced since the start of May. Um, he returns to home soil this week. Much more straightforward test than Crown Saucier. Exposed track should suit him. These, I mean, the, the, the par 4, 260, 270-yard par 4 will be an absolute gift for Nikolai this week, and uh, he should be able to make mincemeat of those par 5s as well. And some of those, some of those other short par fours, there's a lot of opportunities for him to score this week. Three attempts here, miscut, miscut, fortieth. Now that might explain some of the pricing for him, but I think you've got to bear in mind some of those early events. He was like 16 years old, um, coming through as an amateur. And I don't think you can mark him down on some performances from uh, from five six years ago when he was when, when he was very very young he has won on the nordic golf league um on home soil back in denmark at uh in the past i think he's worth taking a chance on at that price this week uh 45 to 1 i've taken as i say uh other three that i've backed grant forest 60 to 1 again with eight places 66 to 1 is available out there and another one who should enjoy the terrain this week he won the 2021 hero open at fairmont st andrews earlier this year ninth at the sudal open um that was a short exposed par 71 bent grass greens as well some correlation there third at hillside um again that's more of a linksy 
style or links links track. So again, some correlation with both of those um, both of those events. Seventh into Sunday at the Czech Masters last time out, he finished twenty third after all. Uh, overall, um, didn't have the uh, best of final rounds after delays there, but um, I can forgive him that. He was twenty fifth here on debut in twenty nineteen. Much improved player since that time. And uh, a couple of longer shots, a couple of three-figure uh, chances. JB Hansen, 100 to 1, um, eight places each way. Now, Hansen, again, another one of these um, inconsistent sorts. He's struggled with his long game for much of this year to date. Last week, some really eye-catching numbers. Sixth for strokes gained approach. 31st for strokes gained tee to green. That doesn't sound much, but he'd lost strokes and uh, lost strokes quite considerably strokes going tee to green on his previous seven outings and sometimes double digits double digits strokes lost so for him to go from that to plus nearly five strokes gained last week strokes going tee to green was a big big improvement uh, he won the Dubai Championship last year at 23 under and that was a slightly more that's the fire course there that's slightly more linksy than the the earth course and um 23 under I'm not sure they'll get to 23 under this week I think it would be a bit bit shy of that but uh, it shows he can and shows he prefers these scorable tests rather than a uh, uh, rather than a grind fest and um he won here I mean this is the important point I guess he won here on the challenge tour back in 2018 open with a 64 Shot a third, third round 63, one by five shots here at the uh, Himbaland Golf Resort. So um, has some course form to boot for a hundred to one shot. So quite happy to take, take JB Hansen. Also taken, finally, Marcel CM at 150 to one. Now the best option I could find there was seven places each way, a fifth of the odds with Bet Fred, who again had some decent prices this week. They've been really quite aggressive actually, Bet Fred, over the last few weeks. So do check them out this week if you're having a punt. But Marcel CM, 151 seven each way with Fred. He did impress me last week. He opened with a couple of 65s. He was sitting in sixth place into the weekend eventually finished in a tie for 16th place but that's decent he needs to find more of the same actually he's currently sitting at 152nd on the season long rankings time's ticking he needs to get a move on if he's going to get himself inside well what looks like maybe the 120 or thereabouts that he needs to finish inside to get his card for next year uh, last week's effort was best finish since back in, uh, where was it, ninth at the Razel Kaima uh, Classic that he finished earlier this season. Some good long game stats coming out of his uh, performance last week, though. Ninth for strokes gained approach, eighth for strokes gained tee to green. That both correlates nicely with Bernd Wiesberger. Um, and was 10th here back on debut in uh, 2017. At long price, I think CM could be one of those who fills the each way places at um, a good three figure price so um, he's in CM JB Hansen Forrest Nikolai Hogard Eddie Pepperell my five for this week just the one event this week so are you boys having a punt on this Barry you had a, you plucked anyone out um, having a little look around yeah I'm going to back um, Tapio Polkanen Oh yeah, yep, yeah. He showed a bit. Yeah, third couple of weeks ago, last two mm. times here, twelfth and nineteenth. Good enough for me. Yep. Yeah, now he's the sort who could uh, pop up and grab a place. What did you get on? Uh, what was the price on Tapia? 
Um, I've kind of blended. I took 80 to 1, 7 places, and then Boyle Sports have a strange setup for him. So he's 66 to 1 with 8 places, or you could have him in the betting without Adri Arnaus, Matt Wallace, Robert McIntyre, and Tristan Lawrence. And he's mm. 70 to 1, 7 places in that market. Okay. So that felt more appealing. I don't know why. I just did. So I backed it in that. Yeah, no, it takes a few of the big boys out of the equation. So, yeah, quite like that. Yeah, it's strange. Yeah. I, like, I don't particularly fancy any of those four, but they're all very capable of grabbing one of those top uh, eight spots, as it would have been. So uh, I'll take yeah. the extra couple of points with the seven places. Indeed, indeed. Um, anything from you, Steve? I'm going to go for one that Barry's been mentioning quite a lot recently. He doesn't seem to be backing him this week. Marcus, how do you spell this? How do you say his second name? Heliklid. <laughs> Don't ask me because I get it wrong every single week and it changes Barry? between between sentences. Heliklid. I could not put it any better myself. That's the, my best. That's my best Icelandic uh, pronunciation, even though he's Danish. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was on him last week, and um, yeah. Well, this is this is the, another great reason, isn't it? Eighth at the Barbasol, thirteenth at the Barracuda in PGA Company. I know it's not elite PGA Company. Fourth at the uh, ISPS Hander a few weeks ago. Was that a, was that a links course? Not particularly, no. But um, where where did they play that? That was the um, the ISPS. Was that the one at Galgorm Castle? Yeah, that's the one. I just yeah, fancy his that. chances. He's playing some very nice golf, and I've managed to scrag right now. I just opened up my Bet365 app. I've managed to get him at 40-1 to 1 with eight places each way at 50 odds. It's uh, Bet365 each way extra facility. Mm. Good bet. I, I, I think that's a decent bet. Yeah. He's a good player, that, uh, that guy. Yeah, he is, yeah. Shall I tell you? Shall I tell you who's last off my list, so you can add him if you if you want? Marcus Hagelin. Oh my God! How fast him? can I get a bet on him now? He's, he's off pause. Marcus Hagelin. No, last off my list was Thorbjorn Olsen, who um, has mm. been putting really well recently and just became a father for the second time. And this will be the first time that he's back on the course since um, adding the new addition to his family and. Uh, I ummed and ahed and ahed and ummed about it, and in the end, I've left him out, which could come back and bite me on the backside. But, um, but yeah, I, I, I think you look at Bernd Wiesberger for this, and you, you've got what potentially is a template for a winner. But also, I think you can have someone who puts absolute lights out this week, and um, and, and does contend. And I, the one thing that put me off is that um, Olsen really hasn't been hitting enough uh, greens of regulation. But if he comes out and finds enough greens, then he's putting well enough to contend. Yeah, I, yeah. If if, if punters want to have a go on someone that I've just uh, decided to lop off the list at the last minute, then that's the one. So fill your boots, boys. <laughs> Poor Paul. <laughs> it feels like it's always the last off the list. Yeah. We know that's you not watch, the case, but yeah. Yeah. You watch it'll be nine under through the first round and just sail to victory. There was um, if, T, if if Team No Putts in play this week, I'm just thinking Bert Wiesberger. And I've always got a soft spot for this chap. I noticed that he he's only played here once, or he's played here twice, but last year was eighth. 
Who do you think I'm talking about? Well, without looking Ro at my Team No Putt, it's got to be Ross Fisher. And he's kind of been consistently kind of inconsistent. If you, well, he's just he's getting places each week. I don't know. 29th, miscut, miscut, 56, 22nd, 49, 33rd. So he's playing half decent golf. I expect if I looked in his stats, the strokes going T to green would be great and he'd be missing, missing hundreds of putts. But I don't know with Ross Fisher, you're talking about, you always talk about that heritage. You talk about the links aspect. You know, Ross Fisher over the years has been absolutely brutal on coastal courses in a good way. Um, I don't know. I just, I always think with Ross, He's a decent each-way punt for me. And I'm just looking at my each-way app. What can I get on Ross? Because I'm going to I'm gonna throw a couple of quid on Ross. Why not? I've talked myself into it. 66 to 1, eight places each way. With bet 365 each-way extra. I don't think that's a bad bet. Yeah. I'm... He's 45 to 1 with Boyle Sports, eight places. And I'm getting 66 to 1 with bet 365, eight places. There was a there was a stretch not so long ago where he started to show a little bit more positivity with a putter, um, but yeah, if you look at his stats last uh, last time out, Steve kind of brings into context what you were saying. Second for strokes gain approach, tenth for strokes gain tee to green, sixty <laughs> second of the players who made the cut for strokes gain putting, lost nearly three strokes with his putter so yeah that, that's the challenge if you find that magical week where suddenly everything starts dropping for Ross and on bent grass greens I can see that I can see him putting putting reasonably well but yeah I, I couldn't quite go there myself but uh, each for their own if he could Unless actually putt if he could putt neutrally he was actually 10th for putting at the Hero a few weeks ago yeah, when he was yeah, 22nd yeah, so yeah, there, yeah. there's something cooking if he could putt neutrally this week and have a good top 10 tee to green game I can see him getting an each way place mm. so yeah I'm on 60 to 1 on Ross Fisher oh sorry 66 to 1 on Ross Fisher that's a decent price again with bet 365 each way extra I think just shows you the value of having that app though you know, I'm not calling out yeah. ball sports for a bad price, but 45 to 1 with ball sports on Fisher, and I'm getting 66 to 1, eight places each way, the same each way places with bet 365 each way extra. That's crazy. Yeah, it certainly pays to, uh, to do a little, around, bit of, uh, little bit of price yeah. research with any of your punts before you place them. Just Absolutely. Have those facilities available. Mm. Paul, t tell me about Espen Kofstadt. He's Got a nice sequence yeah. of results recently with a little break yeah. before this. Yeah, he did. He, he pulled out of an event um, a few weeks ago and um, I'd not found out the full reason why. Um, and this is the first event back. So I just wondered if there was a, something niggling there. Um, mm -hmm. Which, uh, But yeah, yeah, there's, um, there's, there's bits to like, isn't there? There's, 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 there's lots of players actually that you could, you could make a case for. Um, Nicholas Norgard Muller is another one who's um, who's won on this course, and had he been a th good three figure price, I'd have probably gone close to backing him because he he shot a decent round last week as well. Um, but he was being quoted at kind of sixty six through to seventy to one that kind of number. Um, 
given that you've got players of the year, you know, if you've got players like Nikolai Hogard at 50 to 1 and someone who's got nowhere near the same level of, well, history, CV and and potential, uh, dare I say, um, it's just a slightly longer price. I just couldn't quite go there personally. But yeah, should be an intriguing event. And then, of course, we've got um, a really good quality event coming up next week to look forward to. I've, I've won. Which you and I aren't actually attending. No, it looks like we're going to have to have to miss that next week, which is which is a shame. Well, the the early forecast for next week's looking pretty iffy with some uh, some thunderstorms coming through. So uh, let's hope that doesn't disrupt the uh, uh, the golf and the cricket next week. I've won final you, mega you, you can you can take it. I'm oh, sorry. Go on, Barry. Go on, Barry. Sorry. It's pe- it's complete. It's complete. Um, patriotism I'm back and Paul Dunn he's just he, I, okay he must be more heartbroken than I am watching him these days because it looks like there's you know there's some birdies coming in there and then there's just absolute blow ups but mm. in his four times here he's 10th 14th 4th and a with, withdrawal last year um, I think that was a legit one last year the hand so I've just gone and taken him maximum amount of places um, I think it went out to the 12 on 365. Yeah. And first round leader bet as well. It's, it's, it's a shame, isn't it? Because he's su- such a talented player from kind of mm. wedging in. And, you know, when he's playing well, the, the putting stroke and the, 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 the putts that he makes is incredible. But just navigating to that green in that you know in the requisite number is, is such a challenge. If he could straighten himself up off the, off the tee a bit, um, it'd be a really, really, really strong player. It's, um, perhaps this will be the week. Just if you want one. obvious, if you want obvious form in Masahiro Karamura, fourteenth and ninth, seventeenth here last year. I'm seeing him at seventy to one. Sorry, I'm seeing him at eighty to one with Paddy Power. Yep, I might have to have a tickle on him. Because Barrett, he's he's a player that's kind of challenge fringy. Fringy chances at top fifty in the world in the past, and he, he's he's now quite an experienced DP World Tour player, isn't he? Second season, Kawamura. I think I might have a dab, dabble on him as well. Yeah, he's 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 come close. He's, he's, he'll have rewarded each way punters a few times over the uh, over the last yeah. year or two. It's rare to see him at that kind of price point. He's normally a thirty threes forties when he was in his prime. Yeah, well, you know, it has pushed the prices out. The, the way the market's been structured this week, and twenty-two to one, the field has has made for quite an attractive uh, betting heat. Now, some of these weeks have been really quite poor, but um, mm. you know, there's, there's, there's there's quite a few options at the bid price, which is uh, which is good to see. Are we done? I'm done here. Yeah, yeah. I think that's that's us. Yeah, Best if luck, we keep boys. going, I'm just going to keep betting on more players. So let's stop now, and then we'll have a nice little small roster this week, and uh, mm. see what keep happens it that way. Yeah. Next week, then we have the uh, BMW PGA Championship from Wentworth. One of the highlights of the year. Great field, as Paul was saying. His uh, his preview will be out next Monday afternoon UK time. So we look forward to that. There'll be the full suite of uh, golf betting system 
information and data available for you next Monday for the BMW PGA, which headlines with the Rory McIlroy and John Rahm. So it should be a should be a cracking event. I look forward to that immensely, even though I'm not attending because Paul and I are going to the South African Test at the Oval. I don't know what it's best to rain at. Is it best to go to the cricket in the rain or is it best to go to the golf in the rain? I think the cricket because there's, there's far more places where you can stand undercover and get pissed. Yeah, I, if, if you're standing on the golf course and there's thunderstorms, then you're <laughs> snookered, aren't you? Snookered. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but at, le- at least if there's no thunderstorms, the golf will continue playing. Yeah. Potentially, yeah. yes. Yeah. Anyway, we're, go- we're going to the cricket, whatever, so... It's not a debate. It's not a debate. Right. I hope your bets go well, chaps. Yeah, best of luck, boys. You too, boys. Best of luck to listeners. We'll be back next week for the BMW PGA from Wentworth. See you later. If you like betting on golf But everyone that you back misses the cut Get some experts involved all the stats and the tips and so much more Cause it's the golf betting system The golf betting system is the golf